Welcome to Up to Date Talk. In this podcast, we will be speaking with Dr. Sheldon Kaplan, who will discuss the need for a third dose of the measles, mumps, rubella, or MMR vaccine for prevention of mumps in an outbreak setting. I'm Dr. Jennifer Mitty, an infectious disease specialist and deputy editor at Up to Date. We hope this discussion provides helpful insights while keeping you up to date with the medical literature. Dr. Kaplan is a professor of pediatrics and head of the Pediatric Infectious Disease Section at Baylor College of Medicine. He's also chief of the Infectious Disease Service and head of the Department of Pediatric Medicine at Texas Children's Hospital. Dr. Kaplan is an editor-in-chief and a section editor in pediatrics at UpToDate. We will review the findings reported in a study by Cardamil et al., which was published in September of 2017 in the New England Journal of Medicine as well as the recent recommendations by the United States Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices that were published in January of this year. Dr. Kaplan, we are delighted to have you join us. Thank you, Jen. I'm happy to be here. Great. So before we get started, I thought you could give us a general overview of mumps infection. Sure. So mumps is a RNA paramyxovirus that causes a systemic illness that's typically characterized by swelling of one or more of the salivary glands, typically the parotid glands. And in some studies, up to 85% of patients with mumps will have parotid gland swelling. Uh, some patients can be asymptomatic, but typically the patients have evidence of a viral upper respiratory tract infection. There may be a, a prodrome that occurs for three or four days before the, the salivary gland swelling occurs. Patients often have myalgias, anorexia, malaise, and headaches. Uh, and of course, there can be certain complications such as orchitis, aseptic meningitis, arthritis, and a wide variety of other organs that can become inflamed. Now, for over 40 years, routine vaccination against mumps has been standard of practice in the United States. And I know since 1989, the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, also known as the ACIP, has recommended two doses of the MMR, one at 12 to 15 months and one at four to six years of age. What's been the impact of vaccination? Prior to the introduction of the mumps vaccine in, I believe, 1967, there were almost 200,000 cases on average a year of mumps. But after the introduction of the mumps vaccine, this declined 99% or so. The two-dose MMR schedule was, as, as you know, really focused on preventing measles cases that uh, were occurring with outbreaks in the late 1980s all around the country. And it was recognized that probably there was some waning of immunity to measles vaccine. And so a second dose was recommended at four to six years of age, but this vaccine also contained the mumps virus. This has led to continued declines in, in mumps. But then starting in around 2005, 2006, it was being recognized that there were outbreaks of mumps occurring in different populations in the United States uh, almost uh, every year. So these were occurring in typically university settings, closed communities, even in the military, where people were in close quarters, close contacts, maybe sharing uh, utensils and glasses, and the typical things that, of course, college students uh, might do. And we've been seeing continued outbreaks. Some of these outbreaks have been pretty extensive, and these outbreaks are defined by having three or more cases linked by time and place. 
50% of the outbreaks occurred in universities. Most of the cases are, are in young adults with a median age of 21 years. And so far in January of 2018, what I could find on the CDC website is that there's been 130 cases of mumps reported. There wasn't a specific number of outbreaks that have been reported in, in 2018 yet. So why do you think we're seeing these outbreaks in vaccinated patients? Well, I think the understanding is that there is there is waning immunity to mumps protection. Antibody has gone down after so many years following that second dose. One of the other factors that appears to be influencing declines in antibodies is, is decreases in exposure to natural or wild type of mumps virus. So if you're exposed to mumps virus uh, naturally, you're going to have periodic boosts in protective antibody. But one of the effects of protection by a, a vaccine is that we're going to have decreases in naturally circulating mumps. So people don't get this these natural bumps in antibody because they're not being exposed to wild-type mumps virus almost at all. Thinking about mumps in vaccinated patients, do the complications of mumps, or do they differ? Or are we still seeing complications in vaccinated patients? Well, it looks like in vaccinated individuals, the severity of the mumps is is less than in individuals who are not vaccinated. And the uh, rate of complications such as orchitis, aseptic meningitis, or encephalitis is lower than uh, would be seen in unvaccinated individuals. So given these outbreaks and the concern of waning immunity, um, it makes sense that the role of a third dose of MMR is being explored. And that's actually the focus of the report by Cardamil et al., which describes the impact of a third dose of MMR during the 2015-2016 outbreak that occurred at the University of Iowa. Could you explain what they found? Okay, well, let me just back up and say there had been a couple of other reports of the use of a third dose of mumps vaccine to interrupt an outbreak and in some various settings, but they weren't really large enough to demonstrate a significant impact of this third dose. But in this outbreak at the University of Iowa, uh, where they had uh, over 20,000 students and there were about 260 students who were diagnosed with mumps, they had an opportunity to vaccinate students fairly early in the outbreak before the peak of cases had been recognized. So I believe the outbreak was initially recognized to begin in July 2015, but on November 10th of 2015, the public health authorities recommended that vaccine a vaccine campaign be initiated. And so there were clinics that were conducted over 10 days, uh, although the vaccine was recommended for all students, a fourth of the students ultimately got a third mumps vaccine. I might back up and say that something like 98% of these 20,000 students had received two or more doses of the mumps vaccine, uh, which was a requirement for entry into school. I see. So then after the third dose of this vaccine, when they were able to then look at subsequent cases, it appeared that there was about an 80% lower risk of developing mumps in the individuals had re who had received 
this third dose as compared to those uh, students who had received two doses uh, prior to this vaccine campaign. So when looking at an actual attack rate, the investigators were able to determine that there were 6.7 cases of mumps per thousand recipients of a third dose compared to 14.5 cases of mumps per thousand students who had received two doses, uh, let's say, prior to enrollment in school. So that was a, a significant decrease in attack rate. And I really, I think for the first time demonstrated that there was a statistically significant decline in cases of mumps following a third dose in an outbreak uh, compared to, to students who didn't get that third dose. So in addition to vaccination, are there other factors that you think accounted for the benefit that we're seeing since it's an observational study? You know, there may be other factors that could be impacting these results. Well, they all, the investigators uh, for this report also commented that there could be other factors that help blunt this uh, outbreak, including the fact that once uh, it was recognized, students who had mumps were isolated uh, from other individuals, so that probably decreased transmission some. Also, it was recognized that maybe students were much more aware of the of mumps as a possibility and then stayed away from others that might have been exposed and who might be breaking out in, in mumps, or maybe they were more cognizant of sharing glasses or utensils, so transmission might be decreased uh, as a result of that as well. The ACIP issued recommendations in January of this year regarding the use of a third dose. Could you um, summarize what they are now recommending? So the, the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices came up with a recommendation that the CDC has agreed to. And so in this MMWR that was published in January 12th of 2018, I'd actually like to read the direct recommendation because I think it's important to have it down precisely. So the recommendation is that persons previously vaccinated with two doses of a mumps virus-containing vaccine, so that can be the MMR or MMRV uh, with varicella, uh, who are identified by public health authorities as being part of a group or population at increased risk for acquiring mumps because of an outbreak should receive a third dose of a mumps virus-containing vaccine to improve protection against mumps disease and related complications. So this recommendation is not saying that all physicians should just go ahead and give a dose, a third dose of mumps vaccine when a potential outbreak is occurring. It really requires public health authorities to be coming in, evaluating the situation, determining that in fact there is an outbreak that's occurred, and then they will issue recommendations for who should receive this vaccine. Now, when the public health officials recommend vaccination, it's not always just for people who have been in contact with a case. It could be people just at the university in general or in a communal setting. Absolutely. It's not just the people in, who have direct contact. Uh, th these folks have been walking around the school. There are potentially other fomites that, that might have the virus uh, that could still be transmitted from the device for some period of time. So they make, they make recommendations for a wider group. 
Now, are there any safety concerns about receiving a third dose of the vaccine? The um, the studies that have that have looked at third doses of vaccine, like in these outbreaks, when they go back and send questionnaires out, really seems to be quite safe. There's there's uh, typical types of things that you might expect. Uh, in in some of the studies that the CDC quotes, they're talking about lymphadenopathy in about 12% of individuals, diarrhea in 9%, headache in 7%, joint pain in 6%. But the median duration of these adverse uh, effects is one to three days. And of course, there aren't control groups that they're comparing this to. So it's hard to say that all of these effects are due to the vaccine specifically. But I think I, I think it's fair to say that in general, the third dose is quite safe. Right. And since it is a live attenuated vaccine, again, immunocompromised patients and pregnant um, women should not be receiving it. So the warnings for this live viral uh, vaccine is the same for all live viral vaccines, as you mentioned. Okay, great. So I guess one question that comes up is should pediatricians be vaccinating all students entering college with a third dose of MMR to prevent these outbreaks. Is there any thought or um, recommendations regarding that? No, right now there's no recommendation for a routine third dose of of MMR or mumps vaccine for college students. The only information we have in terms of the effectiveness of a third dose is during these outbreaks. So right now, there's no specific recommendation for routine immunization of individuals before entry into college. Do we know anything about the um, immunity that's induced by this third dose? Have there been studies looking at that? So it, it looks like antibody that would be considered protective is present for at least one year, but it's it declines after that. So again, how long uh, protection might be present following this third dose is not totally clear. So future directions, since we're looking at ways to control an outbreak, but not ways to prevent the initial cases from happening. Are there any thoughts about how to move forward with this? Well, there are experts in mumps vaccinology who are suggesting that the virus that is used for the mumps vaccine currently, the Gerolin strain, is a particular genotype that is actually different than the currently circulating uh, mumps virus. And so it may be that tweaking the uh, mumps vaccine could potentially lead to a longer lasting immunity, or at least immunity that might be more specifically directed against the current circulating uh, genotypes of, of the mumps virus. That makes a lot of sense. So things to look for in the future. For now, I guess mumps outbreaks will continue to occur. Um, and it's incredibly helpful to have this advice about how best to respond to them. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk about this with us today. Well, thank you, Jen, for asking me to participate. We hope you enjoyed this discussion. If you would like to get more information on any of these studies or other recent updates, please visit UpToDate.com and look at our What's New and Practice Changing Update sections. We welcome your feedback. Please leave us a review on the podcast service you use to access these podcasts.